God's grace and his peace are yours through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. We just celebrate Thanksgiving, a time to be thanks, thankful, especially for Christians, as we look around at everything in our life and realize all the blessings, all the gifts have been given from God. And God willing, it was thankful, where you get to sit down with your family, perhaps, you get to sit down for a meal, you get to sit down under a house and celebrate all the blessings that God has given. I had one of those moments this last week, or two weeks ago, when I just really felt thankful and joyful. I, I stepped out of the house, it was the first day, it was really cold, and it felt like Christmas for the first time. And immediately through my head shot all the reasons I should be thankful and all the joyous things that happened for Christmas, during Christmas, in my lifetime, and what Christ has done through all lifetimes. And I was joyful, just for that one moment. And there's reasons to be joyful, there's reasons to be happy, and there's, there are peaks, there are mountaintops of our joyfulness and our happiness. But whenever there are the mountaintops, whenever there are peaks, there are also valleys too as well. And as thankful as we want to be throughout the year, as joyful as we'd like to be, there are times when we really have difficulty finding joy. There are times when we really find it hard to give thanks. Because certainly we could give thanks for a new child that comes into this world, but when a child is sick or ill, that's not really a time for joy. Certainly we could look at everything that God has given us, but when it seems like we don't have much at all, it's really a difficult time to give thanks. And so if you weigh out the times that we have joy and the times that we have thanks, will they equal each other? Will one outweigh the other? Maybe our difficult times outweigh the joys and the thankfulness that we have in our, our, our lifetime? Well, it's different for each one of us. Some of us have a lot of reason to be thankful. Some of us maybe think we don't have much reason at all to be thankful. Well, to make it a little bit more difficult, we hear what Paul says today about joy and thankfulness and prayer. He speaks it to us as an encouragement, but the first time we hear it, the initial thought that comes through our mind is oftentimes this is something that is not so easy for us to do. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 16, it says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, we could handle it, and I could handle it, if Paul just said, be joyful, be prayerful, and be thankful. Because if you look at the life of the Christian, that's, that's kind of a definition of who we are as Christians. We're joyful, we're prayerful, we're thankful. Because in Christ, we see the joys that we have, the salvation that's been given us. We see the blessings that are around us. Any Christian who understands what God has done for us will turn to him in prayer. That's how we talk back to him. Sharing the, the thoughts of our hearts, sharing the thanksgivings of our hearts, talking to God, sharing to Him our desires, our wants, our needs, our thankfulness. That's how we as Christians respond to what God has done for us. 
and to see all the blessings and all the gifts and all the things that we have, we give thanks. Certainly there's reason to give thanks, especially on a day like today where we have a baptismal font and we get to baptize a child into the family of God. We got to do it last week too as well. There are reasons as Christians for us to give thanks as today we'll have three people standing up here saying, I believe this church teaches and confesses the true word of God and I want to join it. And there are those moments that bring us extreme joy, extreme thankfulness. But do we do it always? Because Paul didn't say just be joyful, just be thankful, just be prayerful. There are little words in there that make this a little bit uneasy for us. It makes us shift around a little bit in our pews as we hear them said. They're small words, but they're powerful words. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. That maybe makes it a little bit harder for us, doesn't it? Because there are moments that are not joyful, that don't bring joy. If you think of a family who's lost a child, that's not a moment that brings joy. If someone's lost their job and their only source of income, you don't hear them bowing their head and saying, thank you, Lord, for letting me lose my job. If, if you, you have some sort of identity in this world and it's threatened, that's not a time that brings joy. When a young child is reaching his terrible twos before he's two and you feel like you can't control him, that's not a moment that brings joy. And there are so many moments in our lives that we look at that don't bring joy. If we think about world hunger, the fact that people are starving, that's not a reason to give thanks. We think about evil and wickedness and violence in this world. These aren't reasons to give thanks. They're not reasons to have joy. So is this what God wants us to do? Just to pretend like we're joyful? To pretend we're thankful? Does he want us to put on a fake veneer and just make it seem like to everyone else that this is a reason to celebrate? Because who, who can really celebrate when someone's lost in death before their time? Who can celebrate when there's wickedness and evil that happens not only to us but around the world? It's those little words that get us. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in every circumstance. And our heart sinks because sometimes we feel fake. When we're not celebrating something, we're not joyful, when we're not thankful, we, we feel very much like we're only wearing a mask, only putting on performance, and it, it, it weighs on you. Try pretending to be thankful when you're not really thankful. I'm, I'm sure we've done it before. Try being joyful when you're not joyful and you feel as if your energy is being sapped from you and you feel like you're inauthentic. 
So what does God really will for us? What does he want? Well, here another little word comes in that helps us. He says, don't be thankful for the wickedness or the evil. Don't be thankful for losing your job. Don't be thankful for these circumstances. Don't be joyful in these circumstances that don't bring joy. He says, instead, in all these circumstances. Despite the circumstances that are around you, we don't have to give joy, have joy in the evil of this world. In fact, God would rather have us not be joyful of the wickedness and evil in this world, but he would rather have us be joyful despite it. Despite what goes on around us, despite the times where we feel like there is no thanks, it's still there because of who God is. Listen to what he says, verse 23 through 24. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit and body, soul, body, kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus. And the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. In all circumstances, we can be joyful. We can stand there before God and say, thank you, God, for this difficult time. Why? Because you're still with me. Despite all the wickedness and evil in our life, we can stand there and say thank you, God, that we are still joyful because despite all this, it reminds me that you are the only foundation that we have and that you reign in wickedness and evil and one day you will abolish it and do away with it and destroy it. Thank you, Lord. For a young child that perhaps passes away before their time, we say Thank you, Lord. Because where death is such a scary thing, there your son is, standing right behind it. He's there, and he's redeemed us. He's bought us back from sin so that when a child dies, we can know that a Savior loves them. Thank you, Lord. In every circumstance that little word it points us to despite what's going on around us it says don't let that affect you don't let what's happening to you now affect you let what God has already done and continues to do for you be the reason for your joy your prayerfulness and your thankfulness So when I stepped outside that cold day, the first thing I remembered or thought was it felt like Christmas. And those memories went through my mind. The second thing I thought was, it's really cold. I gotta start a fire, turn up the heater. So I went inside, I, I started a fire, I put wood in our fireplace and I, I lit it. But I didn't just leave it. You can't just leave a fire. It's not like a thermostat, you set it and, and leave it. 
To keep that fire going, you keep adding fuel. You keep adding wood. For us to be thankful and prayerful and joyful, Paul encourages us, keep fueling the fire. He says, verse 19, Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold to, on to what is good and avoid every kind of evil. There are times in our lives where we forget to fuel the fire. We despise prophecy, meaning God's words for us. And this is how the Holy Spirit works, how he kindles fire in our hearts and causes us and leads us to be joyful and thankful and prayerful. As we hear God's word, he kindles that fire and strengthens us that in every circumstance, despite what it is, even if our, our family members had a, a diagnosis that was worse than we thought, even if people around us in stores, in places, are making fun of us, accusing us, even if we feel alone in this world, the Holy Spirit is there to encourage and strengthen us. Your God loves you. He's compassionate for you. He cares for you. He's the ruler of all the world. He's going to do what is good for you, for his kingdom. Do not hold prophecy in contempt. Instead, test everything. Make sure what you hear, the words that you are being taught, are God's words. Hold to what is good. Avoid every kind of evil. These are the things that put out the Spirit's fire. And without the Spirit, how can we really be joyful and prayerful and thankful? Sometimes it seems like we have no reason to be thankful. Sometimes we forget to be prayerful. Turning to God not only in the good times, but the bad times, and to thank Him and praise Him in all times. Sometimes it's hard for us to have any joy at all. But as God's Word works in our heart, as the Holy Spirit points to Christ and what he has done for us. There is our joy in everything. He wants us to discover it. That's why Paul wrote this. Not to force us to do it, but to tell us it's there. It's there in everything. Because your God is a God that loves you. He's compassionate for you. He wants what's best for you. That's why he gave his son. Sacrificing his very own son, shedding his blood as payment for our sins. So in all things, we can be joyful, prayerful, and thankful. We thank God for the blessings that he has given us. Both earthly blessings and spiritual blessings. We do so in thanks to Christ Jesus. It's his, in his name we pray. Amen. Please stand. We continue on the bottom of page three with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.